With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio. Featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host... Charlotte Spicer. And welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are in the world. Today is another Change of Heart Energetic Healing Session, and I'll perform various techniques to help callers release negative emotions and other contributing factors to uh, feelings of heaviness and not being able to move forward. We all become captive to certain emotions from the past, and it's very uh, therapeutic to be cleared of that so that you can create the life you want. I'll be doing these segments on the first Thursday of the month, as well as the first and third Wednesday of the month while Jimmy is on hiatus, and any additional segments um, will be added as I go as my schedule permits. With me to serve as guides are Jesus, also known as Yeshua, Mother Mary, and the head of my a team, Ezekiel. Depending on the work that is done, other beings may also stop by to assist or offer a message to you. The main heart-clearing technique involves using remote viewing to see into the heart center and other energetic levels to identify negative emotions that are holding you back from moving forward and that block the presence of love, money, and peace. Once you recognize its presence and how it's impacting your life, I am then able to remove it for you. There are a number of other techniques that I utilize with private clients, and I'll perform those on callers as needed or guided. To learn more about my products and services or to book a private session with me, visit spiritualinsightsradio.com. And if you receive a healing today, I would love to hear your comments about it if you would send me a testimonial through the website. As always, in preparation for your call, please ensure you are in a quiet, safe environment where you are able to have healing work done. Have pen and paper available to take notes, and please do not call in from a moving vehicle. That can be very dangerous, and this can leave you feeling a little woozy, so we won't want to put anybody in peril. Okay, so I have one small shout-out to a listener, and then we'll get started. I have a listener named Dawn in South Carolina. Uh, Dawn, if you're listening, I've been trying to get in touch with you. I've been emailing and have not heard back. I'm getting worried and just want to be sure you're okay. If please get in touch with me through the website, um, I would love to know that you're all right. Okay. Here we go. 
Up first, area code 734, followed by area code 415, and then 87. I'm going to do this as long as I can. It seems to get, my connection seems to get a little wobbly after about an hour and a half. So I don't want to be cut off again. And I'm sure you're all aware of my technical issues due to my energy field. Okay. And if you if you do if you're in the call queue and you do have a question, be sure to press one on your keypad and I'll get to you. If not, you can hang out and listen. That's fine. Okay. Area code seven three four, bringing you live. Welcome. What's your name? Hi, Charlotte. I'm Diane Hi. from Michigan. Hi, Diane. How can I help you? Well, my best friend called in yesterday, Teresa, and she oh. was so happy with your reading that she called me up and she said, you have to meet this lady. You have the same problem with your mother that I do. Oh, no. <laughs> and so that's, yeah, so that's why I'm calling, because of mom. Okay. Wow. Yes, I, I so enjoyed talking with Teresa, and she sent a testimonial in that was glowing. So that's really great. I'm so glad I was able to help her. That was oh, yeah. very intense. I don't know if you heard it, but it was very intense. Okay. Yes, I did. So did she tell you what I do, Diane? Yes. Yes, I listened okay. to her whole new show yesterday, yeah. Oh, you did? Okay, so you have an idea of what I do. Excellent. So yep. let's just get started, and I'm going to have you breathe normally. Just a normal breath. Don't push or force it. Doesn't have to be too deep. I just want you to take note of any tension in your chest area that might be there and what it feels like to breathe normally as it is right now. Okay. Okay. All right. And if any at any point during our conversation, if my microphone starts to cut out, that means my energy is spiking. If you could just let me know and I'll tell it back a little bit and keep the connection going. It's just a, something I have to deal with until my energy balances out. Okay. So are you familiar with the chakra system? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Let's go in and see what we can do for you with regard to mom. Okay, so just open your heart center as big as you can. The first thing I'm getting is disdain. Now, is this towards you or or is that from you towards your mother? Wow. Um my mom was diagnosed with colon and lung cancer a year ago, and mm-hmm. I only have one sister in Chicago. So everything's falling on me, and it's been rough. Okay. Now, that was colon and lung cancer a year ago? Yeah, and plus they did one of those, what do you call that, with the bag on her colon about six, seven months ago, a colostomy. Colostomy bag, yes. Actually, I was just thinking about colostomy bags a few minutes ago before the show started. Now I know why. Okay. She's not in good shape. I know. Mm. Okay. So it's all falling on you. Yeah. You're doing all scheduling appointments and all the care that's needed to help her through this. Yeah, plus I'm getting married in two weeks, so it's really been rough. Yes. Okay. Well, congratulations on the on the marriage. <laughs> Thank you. Let's it's our if... eleven year anniversary. We just figured we'd time that <laughs> after eleven years. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I I I hold strongly to the belief that a marriage begins the moment you both foot in fire with both feet. You know what I mean? 
Yep. And so, like, even after the ink dries, you already have your marriage. But um, it's nice to have a formal ceremony. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me let me dig into this a little more. I want to get to there are often a lot of layers to a certain emotion and various contributing factors. Okay. So I want to kind of feel this out. Sure. Now, is this feeling isolated just around the present, or did you feel, um, did you have a strained relationship with her as you were growing up? Um, she, I was close to her growing up. I did, I had a terrible relationship with my father, so I didn't have anything else. Right. Okay. Because I'm not getting a lot of strain. And that it's um, fairly recent. Most of the time when I do this, we're going straight back into childhood. But in this case, I get it. Okay. All right. Well, let me clear this out of there so that you can settle down and experience a little bit of peace and get you to a point where you can do what you have to do for her without too much emotional overwhelm. Okay? Okay. Okay. So you may feel something. You may not, depending on how sensitive you are. And I'm just going to kind of reach in with my invisible Charlotte hand. Okay. That is out. Just so that you have a visual, what I do is I reach in and I'm grasping a ball of energy. Let's call it a ball. And I gently remove that and I place it in the hand of Jesus and he vaporizes it. So that is now gone. But what I see now in its place is resentment. By me or her? You. It's And it's probably just um, because you're the one available to do this, it, it fell on you. It's resentment for having to be the one and not having any help. Make sense? Yeah. I mean, my younger sister is in charge of everything, uh, what did I say, legal, financial, and okay. I'm here doing all the work. Right. She calls and orders. Yeah. Okay, got it. Let me get that out for you. The news of this diagnosis was traumatic for you? Yeah, it's hard. Where's, where's the where's the trauma? Is that with with the diagnosis initially last year that kind of yeah. turned you upside down? Okay. Got it. Look at that. This whole thing's been a shock to your system. I believe it. Okay. Let me see where to go next. Okay, I'm going to go into your third eye and see if I can identify any blocks that um, are preventing you from seeing a peaceful future, if that makes sense. Oh, yes, it does. Okay. Bit of struggle here. Okay. Want blocks to clarity. I just got a couple. Okay, they're out. There was two of those. Let me see. Are 
Are you being hard on yourself because of all this? I don't think You're so. I, I, I don't think so. I've okay. had the AFib has been a lot, little bit worse lately. Your AFib? Yeah, you know where your heart doesn't beat right, you can feel it right. not beating right. Yes. Okay. I just get a lot of um, pressure that we put on ourselves. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. You mean the responsibility of taking care of her place in Ohio and my place in Michigan and everything else? Yeah, there's a lot of stress. Okay, that's a lot. Okay. Um, what I'm what I'm basically looking at, and I, then I have to interpret the energy until I find the right words that resonate. And when you have that aha moment, that's when I'm able to remove it. What I'm yeah. looking at is is that you're hard on yourself, and that um, you need some self nurturing. Does that make sense to you? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, there after, it is. After the wedding, I'll have time. Right, then you can pamper yourself, but it, it it takes the the right combination of words to kind of get make tape, make that connection secure. So now yeah. I can take that out of there, okay? Oh, wonderful. okay. Here we go. Mhm, mhm. There's a lot of exasperation, like a a helplessness. Yeah. Yeah. We know yeah. that's self-explanatory, so I don't need to investigate that. So I'll take that out. Yeah. Okay, got that. Now helplessness. All right, so I'm getting instructions. Um, Mother wants me to align your chakras. This has pulled you out of alignment, and um, we get a scattered feeling. So yeah. let me see what she wants me to do first so I can get you kind of unified so that you can move forward, have a nice wedding, and then approach the future with a little more sense of control is what I'd like you to feel. Oh, me too. Not, not that we can control outcomes, you understand, but no. uh, control your reaction to it so that you're not stressed out all the time. Okay? Right. Let me Let me just check with her real quick. Okay. All right, here's what she wants me to do for you. I'm going to align all your chakras and uh, clear up any damage that I may find along the way. Then I'm going to do a brain balancing, and then I'm going to uh, align your energy bodies. Are you familiar with, like, the emotional body and the mental body? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Under under stressful, traumatic circumstances, they can become separate and kind of go in two different directions, and so can the brain. So. If they're not unified, then they're kind of almost opposed or with that distance. They can't work together as well as they are programmed to. So right. this is adding to a lot of what you're feeling. So I'm going to get this all in alignment for you. I'm going to spend a little time with you today, and we'll go from there, okay? Oh, you have no idea how much I appreciate it. I'm about at the end of my rope. Uh, funny, I mentioned yesterday, you know, when we feel we're at the end of our rope, I always think it, since, you know, over the years I've gotten there so many times, um, that maybe it's time, or the time is approaching that we have to let go of the rope. Right. Because it's such a struggle to hang on to it. And then when we kind of let go of it, we go into a mode of surrender. And that's when peace can come in. Until then, it's this constant 
struggle to maintain, uh, move on. You know, it's all that effort, and it's very draining on a multitude of levels, and we don't want you to get sick too. So, okay. So I'm going to go in to each chakra. I'm going to start with the root for you and see what we find. A lot of sadness in the first chakra. I could take this to mean about the whole situation with your mom, but is there anything you're aware of going back years or decades having to do with the quality of life? The kind of life yeah, you were I, living I, and wanting to change it? I, I had a 20 year honeymoon with my first husband, and he died in February of 99, and my world fell apart. So, there it is. 99 to 2006, it was not what I expected. Okay, got it. Okay. Let's clear that out. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Got it. Okay, that went all the way up each chakra to the heart center. So I got the sadness. Let me make sure... Because sadness and grief can be very different things, but they go hand in hand. Right. There it is. Okay. So the grief. You know, I was just going to say, this hurt you so bad that it caused damage to your heart muscle, but then I remembered that you said you have AFib. So did the AFib come in after your husband died? Kind of just since my mother got cancer. Okay. For the last, for about the last year. Okay. All right. So let's get that. I had that actually. I had a um, someone close to me die, and it was it was so bad. And you know how we we tend to close our heart centers down in response to pain, thinking that we can right. kind of push it away. And what that does is it doesn't allow the heart center to process energy the way it normally would. So it kind of chokes. And then that's when we have difficulty breathing and other strange issues pop up. And the normal um, posture for that chakra certainly has to be open so that it can process energy. So after this, if you would, go to my website and send me just a quick note. Hi, it's me, Diane. And I have a gift for you in honor of your husband that will help you to release more of this. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you'll get in touch with me, and then I'll send that gift to you. It's just a simple prayer, but I think you'll love it. Okay. And I'm, I'm yeah, sorry that... for his loss. Yeah, okay. I mean, I have, it was a 20-year honeymoon, and it just hits you like a brick when it happens, yeah. you know. You can't believe it, it ended, you know. Uh, I was there. I went I went through it. Oh my goodness. 11 years. I grieved like that. <clears throat> okay. Well, yeah, that was hard. Okay. I'm finally it. Yeah, we get over it. Okay. Let me I'm going to switch this up. Hang on one second. Okay. All right. Let me go back into the root chakra. Okay, there's the trauma. 
that. Did you go through a pretty severe identity crisis after your husband died? Um, no, I kind of just locked myself in the house for a year. Then I just tried to avoid everything. I just was that unhappy. I, I don't yeah. know if that was an identity crisis or not. I, mm-hmm. I'm a Leo, so I don't think I've ever had an identity crisis in my life, really, cause, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Okay. Being a legal, you kind of don't. Right. Let yeah. me ask it a different way then. I have to find the right words. In that in that year, did you feel a strong feeling of who am I without him? I felt like someone cut my body right down the middle, like half of my head and half of my arm and half of my legs were gone. Got you. Okay. I can't send that over again. No. Um, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's what, these are my words, identity crisis, such as, like, what I went through. I just, I just didn't know who I was anymore. You know, like, such a big part of me left that I didn't feel whole. And yeah. it felt like my, my soul was split in half. So yeah. it was very difficult. Yeah. And in that first year, if someone had asked me what my name was, I actually had to stop and think about it. That's how deep yeah. that went. Okay, yeah. so I'm just using the word identity crisis, but um, for you, let's say fragmentation. How's that? That, yeah. that fit a little better? You felt fragmented. Okay, there we go. Yeah. We got it. All right, now that we've identified identified it, now I can go get it. Interesting. Why yeah. What's that? Why is it making me cry? Because it's still in there. I just removed it, but it was still in there, and it's like touching a wound. And when we do that, I'm sorry to keep bringing you back to this place, but this is where the most healing needs to happen at the moment. But when we allow ourselves to go back and remember how we felt then, we kind of feel it that that strongly now. You know, and it's almost like it hasn't faded at all. Because, yeah. because you're tapping into that emotional energy. The memories that we have are basically energy with pictures attached to them. And so when you think about that, you think of the shock, the disbelief, the anger, the grief, the bargaining, all that came with that. And then the, the utter complete like deadness, I want to say, is like even when someone else dies, it feels like we died too in some way. And yeah. I'm picking up on it because my throat's starting to choke up for you. So I can feel what what's coming up for you. So let me go in and get this out. I want to call it emotional obliter- obliteration. That makes sense. Okay, here we go. Ooh. That was big. Okay, good. All right, what what happens is I, I am extremely sensitive, so even when I'm working on someone else, I can feel something happen. And what it feels to me when I take out something that, that large and heavy, 
is like a whoosh feeling, like a rush of like air leaving. And that's why I say, ooh, because I'm getting the chills and, and kind of feeling the shift here. Okay. So I just, I, I just felt a need to explain so that you know what's happening. No, that's fine. Okay. Okay. I'll ask this in the form of a question. When you met your current husband, did you have an overriding fear of it happening again? Not when I met him. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, not exactly when when I knew how much I loved him. Yeah, that that it's scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see it. I say the heart is an open book. I'm just reading it to you, but I have to say it in such a gentle way so that it isn't. Um, off-putting or insulting to the ego in some way, but here what I'm looking at is that fear of not wanting to be with somebody because you can't take it if it happens again, you know? Yeah, because the love is just as good, you know what I mean? If not Mm -hmm. better. Most people don't get this lucky once in their life, and I'm this lucky twice. Yes. Those words are very Okay, so let me get this fear out. Okay. I'm back in the heart center now. I want to stay here for a few minutes. Okay, now I'm picking up on dad energy, and I'm picking up a lot of anger. Kind of self-explanatory with regard to dad. The anger about my dad, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, he was an alcoholic and told me my sister was his favorite and he told me I was worthless and that was pretty much my first 20 years. Okay. That would explain all this anger. Okay, so let's get that out. He so died it... ten, 10 years ago. Oh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get that out because it's, if I'm looking at it, it's still in there, and I want you to be free of it so that you can enjoy this relationship with your husband to an even deeper level because that's going that to impact. Great. Okay, that here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking at two things. Okay, I'm taking out the anger. That's one thing. It's like it was a constant undercurrent throughout those decades, the first two decades of your life, right? But then on top of it, this must be event-specific, like specific to something he said or did, but it's rage. But it's very specific. There are are certain events or or elements that might have – this level of rage might have been scared you at the time. I don't know what the event was, but it feels like it's – about something he did, not so much. When he, when he would get drunk, normal. he would hit me. It, is that what you mean? Like when he was drunk and he would hit me, or just the fear of him? Well, there's the the normal fear of him, like daily fear. Like, what's he going to do today? What's he going to say today? Yeah. And and I get that. But then the rage comes in when something specific happens, and hitting you like that would certainly fit it. 
Um, yeah, because you felt like a target. Oh, I was. You, it, it was like you had a bullseye on you. And yeah. every chance he got, he would aim and yeah. shoot. Yeah. There it is. So the rage then comes from, why me? Why are you doing this to me, specifically? Um, because you did nothing wrong and you know it. For whatever reason, call it pre-life planning and anything like that, he just saw you as an easy target, and he took advantage of it. But you don't have to be the victim anymore, so I am going to take this out now that you get it, okay? Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is so hot, it's like it's on fire. Like, there's, I'm looking at flames. This is so much rage. Thank God it doesn't hurt. Okay. Yep. It's interesting when you go into someone's energy field and you see things like that, like real fire and... Uh, burning embers it's it really is telling about how much we carry around with us okay let's get more of that out there's an isolation aspect i don't think isolation is the correct word i have to find the correct one it's avoidance there's an avoidance and what i'm looking at is you just trying to keep your distance from him as often as you can you recognize that yeah, he died 10, 11 years ago, but yeah, before that, yes, I did um, try to keep myself. Let me be very clear. I'm in your childhood right now. I'm at the unconscious oh, okay. level and oh. subconscious level in your childhood, oh. and oh. I'm, I'm going through what, what we'd like to do. We're going to work more on your your mom and get this alignment going, but in yeah, order to I used heal. To try to hide. Yeah, I used to try to hide. Okay, perfect. So what it, the, the key to creating the present that you want is to go into the past and clear out what's, what's holding you back from that. And yeah. these are the things I'm identifying that you're still carrying around with you. And this would explain when we have a heavy feeling or a sadness that we can't put our finger on, even though we might've had a good day, we've learned to move beyond a troubled past and function and cope. Um, we can identify certain patterns in our lives, but not know where it comes from, like certain reactions to things that people do. Like if it's, if our issue is with our dad, then there can be issues in relationships with men or vice versa. If we have issues with our mom, we can have issues in our relationships. Um, and that's with men or women. You never know. Um, interestingly, my husband only gets on my nerves when he does or says something that reminds me of my mom. <laughs> does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I have to consciously yeah. say to myself, it's not him. It's It's you reacting to... A memory, so I excuse myself, leave the room, and, and go let go and do what I forgive and do whatever I have to do. But yeah, it, it crosses over. So I want to get out as much as I can for you in the short time that we have, okay? Sure. So here's the void. And so, so, okay, we're so, this is still child level and hiding out. I hear a lot of noise, yelling, all that goes with a volatile personality. Like, even though you're behind a closed door, there's still that shaking in your stomach when he's acting up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. 
you were really afraid of him. Yeah. Okay. When you're little and what, what Sure. Yeah, I get it. My dad was that and a paranoid schizophrenic. Imagine the fun I had. Oh God. Got it. Okay. So what I was zeroing in on was the sense of powerlessness pertaining to him and how powerless you felt to reason, affect any change, get an answer, get get your questions answered. Make sense? As to yep. the, you know, why me? Why are you doing this to me? And why are you even like this? What did anybody do to you? All those questions that roll around to try to understand why somebody behaves the way they do. Okay. Okay, I'm about to take that out, but I have to leave it because I just found something else, and this has to do with your mom. In the past year, with dealing with her in the present with her illnesses, that same feeling of powerlessness was being triggered. Does that make sense to you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, its reach is great. So it's, it's from the past, and it's with regard to a totally different person, your dad. But that's what's being triggered. In your emotional landscape in the past year is that sense of powerlessness to make it better, like you felt when you were a kid. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, good. Now I can get it out. There we go. What happens is we can experience something at any point in time in our lives, but it leaves residue in the heart center. And then what that residue actually serves as is like a trigger. You know, when people push our buttons, right? That's what they're that's what they're pushing. They're poking at those residual emotions that were left behind. Yeah. All right. Let me check in for a second. Okay. Now I have you at a place where I can do the alignment all in one shot and not have to bounce around. I needed to go in and get that really heavy stuff out of there. Okay. So here we go. We're going to start again with the first. Okay. Perfect. Got that. Okay, second. Did he used to punch you in the gut? Anywhere. Just so it didn't show. I'm looking at a fist in your gut. Uh, How do I ask this? Did he resent that you were a girl? I don't know, because I had a reading at Coptic, and he told me that something happened while my mother was pregnant that was really, really traumatic for me when I was in her womb. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, being the first, you wonder, you know, my parents were married for two years before they had me, so I thought, well, it wasn't that, and then maybe you're right, maybe he wanted a boy, and my mom had two girls, so I don't know, but... He was real happy with my sister, so I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I think that may be closer to the truth. Either way, there's that punch to the gut. All right, let me fix this. (sighs) Got it. Okay. Moving on to the third. I did take out the blocks to powerlessness. Got it. Okay. Now, fourth. 
Oh, there's something here. Okay. There's a lot of strangled cries from childhood. Yeah. Do you have throat issues? Do you get sore throats or did you? No. Okay, good. Feels like your sister's energy. When she came along and as you were growing up, did you fight with her because of the dynamics of her being favored? Was there a lot of strain between you? Yeah, there yeah, we to this day, you know, she's sixty, I'm sixty three, we don't get along, we don't talk. Okay. <clears throat> Found it. Okay, got that out. Okay, six. Okay, and seven. Beautiful. Okay, now we're going to do the brain balancing. And what that entails is asking you three simple questions, but the, the honest answer tells you a lot about what's working against itself inside of you. Okay? So the first okay. question is, what in life scares you the most? Your like your worst fear. Something happening to Jim. Okay. After we get married, you know. I guess. Okay. It's crazy. We've been together eleven years, so I don't know that's gonna happen. I still think that way. Yeah. I just have to let it go. It's just fear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Second question is what. In life, do you resist the most? What do you see yourself pushing away from you? What do I see me pushing away? Uh Uh-huh. Like, you know how some people can reject love because they're afraid of it? But that's what they want the most. I I guess you would say my family. Family? Okay. I only have my mother and my sister. Okay. And the final question is, when you have a goal, what is it about you that gets in your own way? Like what quality or characteristic in your personality kind of trips you up? Like some people will say procrastination. Others know exactly what what it is that they do that gets on their own nerves. You know what I mean? Um, I would say procrastination. Okay. So if we look at this, procrastination then is an issue with time. The biggest fear would be time passing and then something happening. And you said his name was Jim? Jim. Okay. And then when you look at what you resist, it's the family. your Your phone is starting to break up. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. Is that a little better? Yeah. Okay, good. I did. I just didn't hear what you said the last sentence. That's okay. I'll repeat it. Okay, so we have procrastination with the time and then the fear of losing your husband over time after the wedding once that, you know, full commitment is uh, signed and sealed. But then what you resist the most is family. And so what you're basically going into is a new family with your husband. 
And so this is all kind of working against you. And so what I can do is go into your brain and in the lining of the brain, the cerebral cortex, that's where all these fears kind of saturate the lining. And that's directly related to your consciousness. So I'm going to go in and remove these fears, okay? And and that that procrastination characteristic, because procrastination cool. is putting time off. You're trying to hold time away, and look at your fear of losing him, and then you're trying to hold that off too, like it's an eventual reality, and you just want to keep it as far away as possible. So that's right. an interesting dynamic to have, okay? So let me go in. I'm just going to use my left hand and extract it from inside your brain and then I'm going to add light to the inside and then I'm going to get the two hemispheres lined up so that they're working together and not against each other in this manner. Okay? Yay. Here we go. The first one. Okay. Resisting family. Got it. And procrastination. Beautiful. I, it was, as long as I'm in this area, I usually find a little bit of guilt with people. It sits at the base of the skull. I'm going to remove that. Okay. All right. Now I'm going to go in and put the light. That looks a lot better. Get this into a light. And heal that up. Okay, that's done. Now what she wants me to do. is your energy body. Okay, so I'm going to go with the emotional one first. And what I'm basically doing is filling it up with bright light, and then I'm going to get it connected with the mental body and get those two connected with the physical, because physical is always in the present. But the mind and the emotions can travel to the past and the future. Make sense? Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Those are the only things that can time travel. Okay, here we go. Help me understand this. I still see some trauma in the area of your uterus. Did you have surgery? Was there, did you have issues that needed to be addressed medically? About four years ago, they told me they found a cyst in my uterus. I went to a specialist. I went back to my internist. He told me, Mm -hmm. don't worry about it. Okay. But I've been worried about it, all right? I'm not going to lie. I'm telling you everything is true, you know? It mm-hmm. it makes me nervous. It makes, yeah, I, I worry about that. Okay. Because my, my sister had to have a hysterectomy a few years back. Oh. My, my. Okay, that's done. Now the mental body. Okay, get these together, together with the physical. And now what the last part does, I'm going to put light into all three and in the physical. And then when that fills up completely inside your energy field, picture an invisible silhouette of you. And then it fills up and then it shoots out the top like a fountain and then comes down and around and forms like a bubble around you. So that any form of negativity 
criticism or anything that happens to be around you, you have a, a layer of protection from. Okay? Terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it reminds me of the picture of the energy coming out the top of Mother Earth and then circling it and going back in the south. Yeah. How about that? Okay. And there it goes. Okay, now take a breath, Diane. Tell me how you feel. I feel better. Good. Do you feel a little lighter? Yeah. Easier to breathe? Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, Charlotte, I I I thought I had dealt with all that. You know? Mhm. Mhm. Childhood and my husband's passing. You think that you deal with it and I guess you really don't. On an intellectual level, we do. Um, There's no manual that shows us how to address these things in real time. And I guess at a certain point, we get to a place where we really can pull it out. Um, I know when we lose someone, the more time that passes, the further that carries us away from them. And that's painful. And then we get to a point where the only thing we have left of them truly is the pain we feel, the grief we feel, you know, and it mm-hmm. takes a lot of courage to be able to put that down, to put that weight down that we're carrying around and say, this is my life and I want to be happy and I want to live it. I just have to find a new way to do that. You know what I mean? And it takes a lot of mental strength, but on the emotional level with the work that I do, the miracle is that it can be removed. And anybody, and this is especially for the listeners, anybody has the power to pull anything back that I can remove for them. Because if they feel it has purpose, like sometimes right. I, I can identify and they can acknowledge it and recognize it and say, okay, remove it. But then if someone else had lost somebody and they're at that point still that the grief is all they have and they don't want to be without it, they can pull that back. So they can reclaim anything I remove. Um, so nothing I do is meant to be permanent without the permission of the the client or the person. You know what I mean? They have to have oh, that yeah. full no, willingness. Thank you. No, mm-hmm. I don't want it back. Thank you. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Good. Okay, so you're all in alignment, um, mind, heart, and body. So you should feel Charlotte. good going going forward. I hope you have a wonderful wedding. Yes, dear. Oh, I can't thank you enough, sweetheart. You are you are you are special. Thank you. I appreciate that. Warms my heart. Say hi to Teresa for me. I will. Thank you, dear. You're very welcome. Nice to meet you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Okay. Area code 415. This number looks familiar. Don't know why. Bringing alive. And I think we can hold on just a few more minutes. Waiting for the computer, if you can hear me. Okay, so we're experiencing technical difficulties once again. I don't know why this is happening. It must be a blog talk radio thing happening, but I will end the show 
here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless and be at peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.